0: This is CliffCentral.com You see, the song in the background Is the sound of what South African creativity Merged with the international competitiveness, right? Um, Sounds like This song played at the Versace Spring Summer 2019 Men's Wear Collection By the legendary Donatella Versace, But obviously we are excited Because this song is from Our Very own Faga Welcome to another exciting episode of the Youth Leadership Platform You are chilling with your host Bongani Tao at Simply Bongani Across all social media platforms Guys we've gone international With because of Faga Wearing Versace head to toe Front row seat Backstage access The works And they join us live from Berlin Yeah, that's how we do it Exclusives, exclusives, exclusives It's the youth leadership platform So we look at the youth that are doing amazing things Let's welcome them to studio Uh Fela Gucci Hey, how's it man? Hello Good thanks, and how are you. Awesome, awesome. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing the entire <laughs> nation proud. Like I'm I'm I'm, I'm so inspired. <laughs> and and jealous at the same time. Like how do you sit front row, Visaji, get your song played? How did this come about?
1: Sorry, can you repeat that?
0: So how 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 did this collaboration with the Donatella Visagi come about?
1: I think they somehow discovered our music
0: mm. and they
1: approached us.
0: Um,
1: yeah, and we spoke to them, and that's basically how the collaboration happened.
0: Shucks, when you when you when you started the movement, because I because I'm of a mind that it it was only individual reimagination of the queer culture within the South African context, you know, shooting content, putting stuff on Instagram and other social media platforms and, and other really platforms that are out there. Looking back um from where you started to, you know, the traction you're getting, the exposure you're getting, you know, the international nod as well that you're getting, does it feel fulfilling?
1: I mean, it definitely is. Affirming, we can say that. I think um, what's more fulfilling for us is if we stay true to what we always wanted to achieve. Sure. And I think what we always wanted to achieve was to inspire young black queer Africans um, to be themselves and to sort of not be afraid to explore their identity. So mm-hmm. if all of the things that we're doing achieve that, then we definitely fulfilled.
0: Oh wow! Okay, where are you when you get the email or get you know this request to use your song and to have you at the show?
1: Are you, are
0: you asking where we were? Yeah, where where were you?
1: We, we were in Berlin already. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and and, and, and we so take take us through the the emotions and your reaction and wh- what was happening in the moment when you got the the request.
1: Uh, it was a gag <laughs> <laughs> we were like literally just chilling online and then like the email came through and we were just was like shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what just happened
1: yeah very
0: good. and you know what what i find uh very interesting is that i was doing a read up on uh vogue you know the the article that you did with uh vogue and you made reference to the 90s um, high-waisted Versace pants. And I'm like, how poetic. <laughs> that, that was the inspiration <laughs> it's so at some crazy. point. And then, you know, things just came together like that.
1: Yeah, it's so crazy because the pants I was wearing looked similar to a pair of pants, a pair of bootleg like, Versace pants that my aunt used to own, like, 2019, so yeah,
0: pretty well. <laughs> so what what does this mean for 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 the duo going forward?
1: Well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like it's, it's all just we haven't actually had have much time to sort of process all of this because it had happened in the space of like four days. Mm-hmm. But I think we definitely carried on and um, definitely aiming for bigger things and and saw that we attract much bigger things and hoping to maybe capitalize on the respect that this has gained us in, in South Africa mm-hmm. and just push those in the forward.
0: Shucks gum at Versace in Milan, man. And from from Milan... <laughs> 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 Like all oh, those yeah. different elements coming together. So from 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 Milan, you went to France, and then France um, to Berlin. So you're doing a, a whole European tour, then I, I gather. Yeah, yeah. What's what's the point of what's the point of it all at this point?
1: Well, um, the, the European tour promoting our music, so we're performing at, at at different festivals, mostly um, dealing with experimental and electronic music. And um we're playing in the US this week and the next week in other cities around Europe. And that's quite cute. Really? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Slaying all the way to the international front. So tell me this. Uh are, are we gonna see any more collaborations between yourselves and Donatella?
1: Mm. <laughs> we hope so. <laughs> Come on. You see, maybe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys are living the life. Thank you so much for 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 coming on to to Wild P. Um, we will continue this conversation when you come back to South Africa, and I gather it's July seventeenth. That's correct. Okay, so you owe us an, an interview uh, from then. So we're gonna look at everything that happened after that big moment that had. Everyone so proud. Like everyone's Instagram story last night was GUM in Milan to visagi Spring Summer 2019. Guys, I'm, I'm I'm super proud of you and all the best with the rest of the tour. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that was Faga, um, a uh, a movement really that uh, was started by fella Gucci and and, and Desire. All in the name of, you know, as an as an archival platform that looks at the queer, black queer culture in South Africa. And it was very fitting, you know, it was a good marriage between what Donatello was doing with Versace, experimenting with a different form and kind of masculinity or redefining masculinity, really, which is what Faga has been doing um, for, you know, for as long as they've existed, and it's quite exciting uh, for Donatella to give, you know, South African music, the culture and our very own Faga, the nod, the international nod that we desperately need. This is cliffcentral.com. And just like that, we switch it up and we bring you just another exciting and powerful um, guest to the youth leadership platform. Uh, she hails from Limpopo
2: The luxurious villages of Limpopo <laughs> province Provence. Where, where, where all
0: the rich um, <laughs> ground is You know, given all the fruits and vegetables that we get from there That are <laughs> rich and get us full, I guess she's done some amazing things you've done some amazing things yeah and you 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 came to 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 prominence um from your feature with okay malum Koket. yeah just prior to that and 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 before we even get into that ladies and gentlemen mm-hmm. and to everyone that's listening to the podcast <laughs> we are joined by the awesome colorful breath of fresh air mm-hmm. shaw Majozi welcome to the studio Woo!
2: <laughs> yeah, welcome. Thank you for for inviting me. I feel good um to be here once again.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So, just 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 on that. Um right before you did the the the, the song with uh, Okemulum okay, cool Koket. Yeah. Let's 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 backtrack a bit um and talk about your childhood self. What what was your biggest dream um growing up as a young girl?
2: I wanted to be president of the country.
0: Mm-hmm. What informed that?
2: I guess I wanted to kind of influence the kind of change that I wanted to see. I grew up uh, in a family that was very politically active and um, then moved to like my family, at least my father uh, moved to doing like uh, humanitarian work. So working mm-hmm. with, you know, INGOs, et cetera. And working on land issues, etc. Before Bring Back the Land was like trending, you know.
0: <laughs> Before it was a thing.
2: Yeah, my dad was already working on that. Um So I worked as well on some land issues um, in collaboration with the Legal Resources Center, who sure. basically stands up for people's rights for free. So if like communities are maybe being abused by, let's say, like, a mine or if they are being unfairly treated with the um, the um land restri- redistribution process, then mm-hmm. that um organization would help. So I worked there. And then I realized that the biggest thing standing in the way of people um achieving their liberation, I think, and full equality was actually the government. Okay. Like, I felt that that was who stood in our way most of the time. We hardly came into contact with... Um, Like white landowners For instance Like people talk about The land issue And they just think It's like white people Literally standing there And stopping black people From having the land For the most part It's black people Within government That are like corrupt uh, In terms of like Not giving people back The land that even white people So there's places Hmm. where The government has actually Purchased land for communities But won't give the, to those communities and is actually making money from that. And that's what I saw more than anything. So I thought, why aren't good people in government? Why are all the good people outside of government shouting at government instead of being inside it? Mm. And so I decided I was going to be president.
0: So you've, you've always been woke before woke was a thing.
2: Definitely. I'm an insomniac.
0: <laughs> and you are, what, what do you spend a lot of that time doing when you're not sleeping
2: <laughs> No, I just meant I'm very, very woke <laughs> I sleep very well <laughs> at night so. um, But, you know, I I do spend a lot of time thinking about those issues But what really surprised me is the fact that Being Shoma Josie and having that platform Has actually given me um, more space to be able to do everything That I wanted to do before Because you actually just have more of a voice you know.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in Senegal, the, the US With some of the travels that uh, you had to do What are some of the highlights from... <clears throat> moving through those uh different spaces and stuff that you learned
2: highlights i don't know every day i would try to make it a highlight every day i tried to do something that um i thought was exciting and interesting and especially at that time i was a completely free person i had nobody that i was like answering to i was completely unemployed i just did enough work that i wouldn't starve and then the rest of that time i just been wandering around west africa and just exploring and learning the languages um so i was i was pretty free and and I, the, the the I think that was probably the biggest highlight was like having time to just think and write and discover and think about what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And then how did it change to music from wanting to become the president?
2: Well, then I worked at a political campaign agency and we worked on a couple of presidential campaigns. In and Tanzania? Like, well, in Tanzania and, and elsewhere. Tanzania okay. is just one of the places okay. that we happen to work. And... I kind of saw that that's not the personality that I have. <laughs> I just saw that I'm not well suited sure, for that sure. because you have to be very disciplined. In Like to to be a, a presidential candidate Although someone like Trump Has completely thrown all of that away <laughs> But President traditionally You know yeah. But traditionally You would have to have A pretty clean history So that even when you became a candidate People couldn't look back and say Ah, she did, did this, this and Right and that stuff Because me now There'd be too much of that And also I realized I don't want to live my life So that I have a clean Kind of like record When I'm 40 I want to live my life for now Okay
0: Interesting Now at 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 this point you are studying um creative writing, yeah in 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 the creative arts, and now what's what what what's what's the inspiration behind that? What do you want to use that for?
2: Creative writing, um, I felt like you know the thing is being in politics. There's I mean you can do political studies, but it's very rare that someone who studies that then goes on to be a politician. People Mm. study other things, and I thought it's good to know how to like speak and write. And present ideas and stuff. And it's also something that I've always been good at. And it's something that, um, I almost think it was like meant to be in a way. My parents named me after a writer, um, D. Maya? Yeah. Okay. So they named me that and then fed me books for, the, <laughs> for every year of my life for birthdays and Christmas. I got books as gifts, you know, so I was reading a lot and then writing a lot and then obviously doing a lot of poetry. And then so, you know, writing kind of felt like the natural thing that I would do.
0: And, and now when you write, what, what informs the writing process?
2: Um, I think I mostly write from a position of like frustration, okay. to be honest. When I write poetry anyways And from a position of wanting to clear things up In my own mind From the perspective of trying to Explain um Social injustice to other people Because Sometimes Just like facts don't really sink into people You might think that like oh Bare fact is actually what would be more impactful Sometimes sure. the emotional story that poetry tells Has a bigger impact mm, on people mm, And understanding mm, mm, mm. Yeah, what those issues are. So it always came from that perspective. And that's why I kind of needed Shoma Josie to kind of address the other side of me, which is the less serious side. And it's the side that like, I mean, I party a lot, you know, that's like, you're
0: full of energy. I mean, yeah, with with, with all of the performances I've, I've, I've attended where you were performing, it's, it was so electrifying. Like I'm not even saying this just to flatter you, but like (laughs) genuinely so. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We do a lot on stage. And I, so I felt that it's such a small part of my life, which is, where I'm thinking about, like, let's say, all the issues that we've just spoken about now, the most of my life is spent eating my youth, you know, and like <laughs> having a good time. So I thought that's not a, it's not a balanced, like, um, view of me. Just the poetry side. Mm-hmm. So the Shoma Josie thing helps me also to um, kind of release the other energy that I have.
0: What, what's your biggest? What's the biggest lesson you've learned from Maya Angelou herself?
2: Oh my goodness, to talk about stuff. That there's no shame in talking about things. Okay. Um there are things that are like, for instance, <laughs> me and my cousins when I was growing up, we used to play house and we used to be like, "Oh, let's do what Mummy and Daddy do and whatever, and like hump each other and stuff. And I remember <laughs> <laughs> feeling such guilt about that and feeling like I'm the only person in the world, and I'm that, like, that so that, yeah. dirty, and yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm terrible." And then I read in my Angela's biography where she talks about doing that as well, and I'm like, she can write it about it in a book that means it's like, actually, there's no shame. Like people mm, should mm. not be feeling shame. For being human and mm. like for those kind of experiences, so she really really helped me to open my mouth. I think I was also very quiet when I was younger. I was extremely extremely quiet, extremely shy, a very serious child
0: interesting okay <laughs> yeah,
2: and um so she kind of taught me to have like a voice and to like use my voice and that thing of not having shame is huge because I think in a lot of black families. There's a huge thing of like, you don't talk about things, you know, and that's why I think a lot of bad things happen within these families that never actually get addressed. Like you still spend holidays and stuff with uncles that have done unspeakable (laughs) things because they are unspoken. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: It's it's unaddressed and there's a lot of emotion still kept. Yeah. There's rage that's looming in in the household. Yeah. If anything was to happen, it pops.
2: Exactly. So that was a big lesson for my Angelo. It's like, speak about um, yourself and stop like feeling so guilty about, you know, being a human being.
0: Has your relationship then with your parents and, and just all the people within the family changed uh, over the years now that you are aware of, you know, such things of not talking about things and just sweeping stuff under the rug? The
2: rug. Um, I've definitely, the whole Shoma Josie experiment has been very, um it has for me there's been a huge liberation in many ways you would okay. think that my being more like political and outspoken in my poetry would have done that but no it's actually me being able to be a carefree black girl saying i'll do this and i'll wear however i want to wear and i'll drink and i'll flirt and whatever you know and no <laughs> one can tell me not to like no one yeah, can like yeah. make me feel ashamed or cuz you know i'm from a village so in my village it's either like you're a church goer or you're like A drinker There's no in between There's no like A person that indulges In a beer once and then But also is a good person There's no such a thing It's like you And uh, so It's very like It was hard I think Like people maybe in, In In cities and now like, you know, in the spaces that I exist in now wouldn't see it as, as a big thing. But for a lot of young people also in Limpopo, it Mm. was a hugely liberating thing to also hear a woman, a young woman saying like, yo, I'm like XYZ and, and also like just being blatantly like, listen, a boy can't tell me anything. Like, Mm, you mm. know, and I will, I will do and behave as I want. Mm. And that for me was very freeing. I also, I come from a very, 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 very religious family Okay. that, um, again, a lot of things were not allowed and a lot of things were not said. So it was also a rebellion kind of against that. And I think I managed to ex- establish that saying like, you know, this is who I am actually and stop kind of hiding behind, you know, whatever it is. And like being my true self sure. when I'm when I leave there and then when I go to the village, I'm like, you know, wearing skirts and stuff I'm like, I can't be that So how
0: how did your parents Though take to that um, You know, sort of For lack of a better word Coming out
2: (laughs) (laughs) My dad was cool Mm -hmm. And still is My dad's like one of my biggest supporters Okay Um, My mom It took her a little bit True I think she Was probably embarrassed Of me And what people at church would say Mm -hmm. About her daughter singing about Like alcohol And things Like that and, And like boys Making out with boys And stuff And But eventually She saw that Um it really is just who I am And I'm also like I'm completely harmless you Yeah know? I feel Sometimes I feel like Within like Very religious groups That's where the most harm Comes from Me and I am the kind of person Who's saying like Live I'm living my best life Try to live sure, yours Sure Whereas a lot of the people In those circles Are so judgmental You know I'm not hurting anybody You know I'm not Like all I'm saying Is this is who I am And like I love the fact that a lot of people are taking inspiration from that And feeling mm, liberated mm, by that mm. But I'm not like judging other people And whatever So I think eventually they saw that it's harmless Plus also like I'm famous now So I think that's like <laughs> I think that's fun for it's them like, as it's well It's okay my child It's okay, it's
1: okay. It's <laughs> So okay. I think it's
2: fun But like I've My relationship with my mom has improved And I think she's become more like Okay well before I'm a pastor I'm your mother Yeah as well Okay So I think she's become More accepting So it's improved a bit It's crazy The
0: role of uh, religion Within a society And the forming of, of, of Society And some of the Stringent uh, rules That it imposes On people I Yeah mean, <laughs> Belief and conviction Are very <laughs> relative things Right
2: Yeah I mean I had a Gospel singer Call me today Saying like Can we do a song I was like It could never be me <laughs> Like <laughs> That could literally never be me. I know I won't say, Ah. but, but I've received so much judgment and hatred from the church community that I would never do that. And you will never, I do not want to do a benefit concert for a church. I do not want anything. I mean, I got a tiny tattoo on the back of my neck and then like everyone was praying for me. And judging me and like throwing fire at me. Oh fire, fire, whatever. Like I was demonic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I got Persist. a nose piercing and then that was like, oh, it's like I'm possessed She's or whatever. Gone now. Yeah. Mm. Um my brother had dreadlocks, they made him cut the dreads, like all sorts of things, you know, and the, just the crazy amounts of judgment about like sexuality and all these things. I mean, it could just never be me.
0: Are you a spiritual person though? No. Not at all. Nah. Between Maya and Shoma Joshi, are there a lot of differences, or
2: no? It's me. It's just that um, I'm able to express specific parts of Maya in in by you know using the Shoma Josie sure. kind of yeah name and and character,
0: and you know the platform I guess that that it gives you. Mm, you know, but I'm you also
2: know. finding that it's way more broad than. One would expect, like, people think, like, stuff that's more intellectual, like, maybe, let's say, poetry and, like, other writing activities Mm -hmm. that I've done, that that would be broader and somehow would be more, like, um, complex or whatever. I'm finding the Show My Josie persona is way more complex and broad than any other thing that I've ever done. It's Mm -hmm. allowing me Mm -hmm. to do Mm -hmm. the humanitarian work that I want to do. Mm -hmm. It's allowing me to like, spread the messages that I want to spread and, like, to a much, much bigger audience. Yes. It's fantastic.
0: Yes, yes. because of the following, I mean, and and the clout you've garnered, I guess, over over the the past couple of years.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, like, well, not even a couple of years. I've been doing this for a year and a half. Imagine. (laughs) And you're already (laughs) doing... What?
0: The Rain Queen.
2: (laughs) Such big
0: collaborations already.
2: We're trying our best. I think, yeah.
0: So so do you think it's it's your... Authenticity to Who you are And where you come from That's gotten A lot of brands Wanting to collaborate With you Because I guess it's something In in Obviously A inverted commas Different From what's Already going on people trying to copy you know america and and some Mm. of the other western countries
2: probably i think people everyone right now is hungry for something fresh and different i feel countries like the us the uk whatever like europe that they've passed their peak that they've peaked and now they're kind of out of ideas (laughs) (laughs) that's what i feel
0: i mean jay-z and beyonce Mm -hmm. that talkie bogey exactly from senegal yeah they they just that's everybody different artists now and, and yeah. didn't mention But yeah You, you were oh, saying
2: Because even Kendrick Lamar And them In their music videos I mean they're sampling African artists Everyone's doing African stuff In their videos Everyone's doing The guara, guara Everyone's doing The Shaku You know it's It's like Everyone's looking To Africa Because I feel like We are That place That still has This creativity So like What a shame mm. For us to be Running away From the very thing That everyone else wants mm. You know And it's like I mean, the rest of the world must be looking at us like, what? Do these, are these people crazy? Like, <laughs> running to try and do what, we're, what we've, we've done, done already, already. Yeah, yeah. Why, when they have such a wealth of knowledge. I mean, if you look at black Americans, right, they've managed to build a, an amazing culture from having so little to yeah. take from. I believe sure. They were completely, like, disrupted, sure, rooted sure. out violently and stuff, taken to the U.S. and, like, their history erased and everything. We have a long history to draw from. Mm, There's stuff mm. where like, you know, in my family, you can, you know, you can go back like 11, 12 generations Jeez. just naming like who's there from the days of like when they left Mozambique and um, sure. from the days of like from even going from further north than that, you know. So we have such a wealth of, of experiences, history, culture it's so deep. It's something that people really like. Um, envy and mm-hmm. yet we try and like run away from it. I saw, I went to the other side and saw, ah, these people are not as cool as we think. <laughs> They've actually like, <laughs> so it's actually, I went and then I came back. I was like, listen, forget what they're trying to do. This, like, we You're are gonna do the you. future. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 It's interesting that you, you'd mentioned that because I wanted to ask what, what is identity to you?
2: What do you mean?
0: Like, how would you define identity?
2: I have no idea what this <laughs> <it> means <laughs> <laughs> You literally, I mean maybe,
0: maybe let me personalize it then. Yeah, do what, is, what is that What is your identity?
2: Um, okay, so maybe let's start with the basics I'm um, a woman Okay I'm very comfortable with that role I am Dzonga uh, speaking I am biracial I am... Um, I would say I'm African Okay I would say in particular I'm South African Um, Yeah I, I'm a creative I'm a writer And a rapper Okay <laughs> I don't know if you <laughs> wanted me To go deeper than that Well you can You can You can. No sure, I don't sure. know Because I don't know what Like I don't usually understand These kind of questions Like okay. what does it mean Like what do Because there's I don't know There's so many things I could say
0: Well you uh, I had a conversation with uh, Nakani not so long ago. Yeah, and when I of... I love him. By the I, way, I, who Such doesn't? I mean, he's 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 exceptional. Like his his art, his critique on, you know, yeah, th- the social culture of or the pop culture and urban culture of South Africa is just amazing. Yeah. You know, I bumped into him in London. And oh, really? Just,
2: yeah, it was actually amazing. Uh,
0: we we were gonna get we were gonna get into that. When 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 I asked him somewhat the same question, he told me about how what he thinks identity is it's a performance, right? Mm. Because when you look at history at some point, it cuts and someone dictated certain things about who we are. Mm -hmm. And then over the years, people have been trying to build on that, right? You know, colonialism and, and, and and, and the effect it played as well Mm. in what we identify with. So I guess he was explaining as well, you know, his gender, um, Classification, so mm-hmm. to speak mm-hmm. that why why does any of these things matter because uh. it 's it's, it's all a performance so that's I guess that's that 's the, the the perspective and point of view where I was coming from okay at some point as well, uh, Brahu said that if we do not preserve our history, mm. there will come a, p- a point in time where our children our children 's children will say we used to be African mm. with the show Majozi, Um Persona mm. um, performer mm. um, that 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 has come to life. Is that what you are trying to do?
2: Thing is, I am African. I don't feel like I have to perform African. I don't feel like I have to dress up African. Sure. I feel like I simply just need to be. So I reject both ends of the spectrum. I reject the people that feel like to be a modern day whatever. Sure. You would have to. Basically, get rid of anything African about you, mm, mm. right, which is kind of the direction we were going,
0: sure, which is very colonial, of course, yeah so it's,
2: so it's like what does it mean to be like a someone of my age today? It would mean like everything about you is to, is as far away from your Africanness as possible, so mm-hmm. you would wear nothing that any of your ancestors wore. you would probably change the way that your hair naturally grows out of your scalp, you would speak in a language that none of your grandmothers or uh, great-grandmothers spoke. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it means to be a modern person today, right? Sure. I reject that. Mm. I also reject, though, the notion that to be an African person today means sticking to what my grandmother did mm. 60, 70 years ago Okay. or sticking to whatever we were when colonialism began because I agree with the notion of saying, like, it's almost like African culture froze sure. at some point. So mm-hmm. I disagree with both. And I'm somewhere in between, which is that I obviously am African, but that, does, but that doesn't mean that I have to be some archaic version of African. Oh, yes. I want to be an African that is now. I want to be mm. a globalized African. Mm. I believe that we would have globalized anyway. Mm. We would mm. have been immersed into the world culture. Sure. Um, anyway, regardless of colonialism so that's why I completely think like Helen Zilla is completely idiotic when she yeah. says that like you know Positive colonialism effects. brought sure. these positives mm-hmm. I think those things would have come but they would have not come at the expense of Africanness they would hmm. have embraced Africanness and um what we consider global culture would have taken the best ideas mm-hmm. from every culture globally and put them together into one hmm. if it had happened organically but it hasn't. It happened in a, in a powerful, like, versus the weak, kind of violent way. Sure. Um, in which other cultures were erased, and one culture was adopted, not because it was better, mm-hmm. but because it had guns. <laughs> if we're just gonna be direct, right? Sure, sure. So I wanna take what are the best aspects of our cultures, mm-hmm. and what are the best aspects of global culture, and that for me will be like my culture.
0: Hmm. Woke.
2: Huh? Okay. We, <laughs> we
0: have just been, taught interesting um <laughs> it's a it's, it's a lot to think about and i think w- what often happens with the music and just the creative um space at large media has a good way of portraying people in a in a, in a particular way right mm. we we've got black people that are portrayed as uh, self-entitled claimants uh scroungers of, mm. of 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 the system but you go to traffic lights, you go to downtown Joburg mm. or any township really. And they're the ones that are selling tomatoes and trying to start from the ground up and and and, and, and build. But as well, we've got artists like yourself and plenty of um, artists where we only exposed to one facet of you. So people would tend to think that Okay, she's that girl that performs, has got a lot of energy, but does she really have substance? Until you, you sit down and actually have a conversation and actually realize that hey, mm. what you've what you, what you're seeing there is is all art in 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 motion, but mm. it, you know the, the story goes deeper than that. How 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 are you taking fame now? Um
2: I was, I mean, I'm enjoying the free stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm enjoying getting paid. I was broke for the most part of like all my travels. I was like hustling, hustling, hustling. Okay. Which has, which had its benefits as well. Like I would have to be very, um, resourceful and creative in how I could get to travel places. I like have sold clothes to be able to like, Sheesh. Get a plane ticket. My own clothes, that is. I've, um, I've done so much. I've like taken a bus, you know, through borders, like bribing my way through borders and stuff (laughs) (laughs) because things are not legit. So it's cool to like actually have the resources to travel legitimately. Mm -hmm. And, um, also like I get to make a living while not having to like be in environments that I really, like, are not good for my soul. So, Mm -hmm. like, offices and stuff. I was very unhappy when I worked in the only, like, office job that I ever had, which was, like, a couple of months. (laughs) I was very unhappy and felt like I was dying slowly, you know. I commend people that can do that because it's a different kind of skill you sure, know people are sure. always admiring me like oh, i wish i could like rap and yeah, dance yeah, yeah and i'm like you know there's so much i can't do like i can't sit in an office like i can't be told what to do and that's yeah, not yeah. i'm not saying that like it's a good thing yeah I'm like, yeah of course but yeah so i'm happy that i can like make a living doing stuff that i find really entertaining and cool i How, like that
0: how's how's the trip to london tell us tell us about that what happened there um, what was the trip about and so i went
2: yeah i went as one of the mentors for the nandos music exchange everybody knows i love nandos so that wasn't a big surprise to anybody what yeah. <laughs> what was cool was to find out that they love me back so that was nice <laughs> then went there and basically um Eight Nandos for a week No, I'm joking (laughs) I I was mentoring some young musicians From various different countries And Mm. they came together And each one made a song Okay And then in the last day Each one played their song for us Each of the groups played their songs And like It was quite epic actually Really? Yeah
0: Well, What are some of your take-homes From that experience?
2: I guess There are so many talented people out there I am So, so, so many and it really had me thinking, like, what is the difference between somebody who makes it and who doesn't make it? Mm, um, mm, because mm. it's not talent. Let me tell you that. Like, sure. talent is not the question. Let's let's get into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talent is not the thing that's going to determine whether you make it or not. It's mm-hmm. one of the things that if you have the other things, it's, it's one of the things that will help mm, you <laughs> mm, mm. to make it. Um. So many artists Yeah, there's so many talented artists But people don't really have any idea About branding and positioning themselves um, And marketing themselves, really Because at the end of the day If you want to make it commercially anyway sure. Then you're, you must see yourself as a brand, mm-hmm. and people must be able to identify you as a brand. You can't be like a brand, but every day you look different. I mean, not everyone knows. Guru, these are the braids you will see me in. in. Yes, this is what you will see me wearing. Sure. This is what, like, this is a brand. Um. You can't just Every day you're Completely different There's no You know There's nothing that we Immediately think of mm-hmm. When we hear your name You know People must really think of Branding Do you themselves. have a
0: dedicated team That takes care of Of all of that
2: No That, that would be me Like In terms of For branding and Even stuff?
0: like Illustrations And everything <laughs> that you put up You're just well, Curating so, everything In the background
2: Definitely Like I'm okay. Definitely like The, the creative um, Director Of Everything that I do, mm-hmm. I have help from my business partner, Garth Von Glenn, who does shoots my videos, um, shoots my pictures okay, and draws like my logo or, you know, like designs my flyers and stuff like that. So we work very, very, very well together. Um, but yeah, on a creative side, I mean, I don't have a manager. <laughs>
0: It, what was that like a deliberate choice or?
2: No, not at all. I don't recommend this to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Um, Mara, I just, I haven't found somebody that, um, kind of like has the same direction and goals that I have. Okay. Um, it's either people are like very locally focused, whereas sure. I want to be a global mm, superstar that's mm, pretty mm, much, mm, <laughs> mm, mm, mm. um, yeah, and or I'll find people that are too international and forgetting the local market as oh, well. Okay. So I haven't found a good balance yet, and maybe it'll take a group of people and not just sure, one person, right? Sure. For instance, like locally. Even like the record labels that approached me and stuff, they don't care about Limpopo. Mm. They don't care about pushing me in Limpopo. Everyone's mm. like, "Oh, we'll make you famous in Durban." I'm like, "That's fine, but yeah. I know my Limpopo, and what like, who's gonna help me do anything there? No one. Mm. Even the people that are talking Africa wide." They think, now we're going to break you in Nigeria. We're going to break in Lagos. I'm like, what about Tanzania? Sure. You guys don't care about that market. And now I speak Swahili. Mm. So that that market is very important to me. I also speak French. So Mm -hmm. the Francophone market is important to me. Mm -hmm. Cote d'Ivoire, you know, the Congo, Mm -hmm. like Burundi, places that no one thinks about. Everyone's like, oh, you have to break it in, in Nigeria and South Africa, and then you're good, you know? So... Um, I just, yeah, like, I haven't found anyone that, that, like, understood that part. And then on an international scale, it's like, okay, you, we'll get you to tour Europe. And I know, like, a lot of South African artists that tour that Europe, now, yeah. but nobody knows them here. Sheesh. Okay. That's what i also don't want. Yeah. yeah. If my core is not, f- like, if my core fan base is not feeling me, I would feel so wrong to go to Europe and be like, hey guys, I'm doing XYZ, <laughs> but no one at home is feeling me. I sure, feel there's something sure, really wrong with sure, that. Like, sure. um, Unless you've just been completely outright rejected um, at home. Mm-hmm. Like I get it. Like, I feel like people like, fuck, I have not gotten like, the recognition that they need here. <laughs> yeah. And that might be because of, like, um, homophobia here, mm-hmm. etc. But a lot of people don't even try to be big here and just go, like, straight, like, aiming for that side. Because there, it's easy. Mm-hmm. As an African right now, it's easy to look exotic for them. Catch, and then you yeah. dress up like this for sure, them. And sure. they're like, oh, yeah, it's so exotic and different. <laughs> But, but yeah, but at home no one feels you, so I don't want that either.
0: Okay, tell me this in in, in terms of now looking at uh, the future of Josie, What's 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 in the pipeline? What What are you planning for the brand? What are you so planning much, for the fans?
2: so much, so much that I also can't really even discuss at the moment. But so much exciting stuff. Um, I'm blown away by how well. Um, even Hugo has done. It's almost like it has this cult following of people that are just dedicated <laughs> to it in a way that's beyond me and beyond like anything. And it it's made me so proud because it's the like this song I released completely, completely independently. Like there was no one I'm helping to push it like you know like as far as a record label or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling really happy and excited about that. So I just want to bring. You know, another single, and then drop the
0: album. Oh, when when is <laughs> should we expect it this year or next year? Definitely this year. Oh, okay. I drop the album, okay. yeah, okay. and then later you know, on this year.
2: Yeah, okay. And then perform in the US, perform a little bit in East Africa, come back, like do something really big for my home province. Okay, um, and then. Yeah, I start again next year. <laughs> Interesting.
0: <laughs> you, you, let's 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 delve a bit in, in, into this quickly. You said there's plenty of other things that you need to have besides talent oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. to make it in this music industry. Let's talk a bit about that.
2: So I spoke a little bit about that, and I felt that that's it's the branding side. You have to think about, you know, being a brand. I think people should yeah I think people really need to think about that like what you know what what do people do when they're coming up with a new product mm-hmm. they think about how am I gonna package this product and stuff so I think how you dress and how you look is important mm-hmm. as much as people like to act like you know oh it's not about how you dress it is it's about how you look this is sure. this is your product, even when you think about people that were dressed in specific traditional attire mm-hmm. it was so that people could look at you from far and say that's a Tsonga person yeah. or that's a Zulu person so like clothing is branding that's like how you identify yourself And so say from, this is who i am and if so you can come and if you're like a sexy rapper talking about like sex mm-hmm. and drugs and stuff then you should probably dress very very sexily and skimpily and like have red eyes all the time you know so people <laughs> know you're really about it
0: <laughs> so from 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 the chitonga uh, regalia what why did you choose the chipilani
2: um i just actually had a conversation with uh, like Malom after I had recorded, I, I I did three tracks on his album. Okay. And he was like, so what's your rapper name? And I'm like, I'm not a rapper. You know, he's like, well, you have to give me some kind of name because, sure. you know, and I'm like, you know, my issue is that now I can't be an artist because I didn't intend to be an artist at mm. all. I intended to be a ghostwriter. Okay. And write for other people. Interesting. Yeah. Because I studied writing. I didn't study performance or anything. So I just said like, I'm not, I'm not a rapper. I don't, Look like one. I'm not interested in the things that rappers are interested in. Sure. Um, I don't dress like one. I would rather wear Shibelani and be at the like street parties, Ashawela. Um, There's a party called like Makwaya back home. Okay. Where basically each village takes a turn to host and it's like Shibelani parties and like, like very loud sound system playing shizonga music and mm. things like that and sometimes it's like a competition sometimes like other groups will come and dance and stuff like that that for me is the most fun thing that a person can mm. do <laughs> so i was like that's what i'm interested in i'm mm-hmm. not really that interested in like clubbing and stuff and um, then he was like well you could still basically be that and you still dress the way that That you dress, then you go to there. And so that's all that happened. It's not like I started wearing Shibelani because I, I, you know, started making music as Shoma Josie. Sure. I was always wearing that and I was always going to those parties. In fact, the sad thing is now as Shoma Josie, it's more difficult to go to them because (laughs) now I'm not low key. And (laughs) like, I can't just like, you know, go there and dance like crazy. But there are videos of me from back then that people have found. Like, and keep sending you, like, that will send them, yeah. Because at that point, I was just this random girl sure. dancing, like, Ashawela I, I like, and stuff. And sometimes I go with my dad, who's white, and so we definitely attract a lot of attention. <laughs> it was like, how oh, these two? And then we go there and so dance, and then eat pop and yeah. chicken, yeah, yeah. And everything, those are the vibes that we really enjoy and hmm. like. And so I just kind of brought those vibes to the mainstream.
0: Interesting, looking at. Your younger version, we always like to do this, I guess, mm-hmm. for interviews. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's, what's, what's your potting, um, gift to the YLP listeners, I guess, and Cliff Central listeners?
2: Um, with regard to the younger version of me?
0: Yep, just, just your, Pearls. Just drop pearls, man. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: I'm I'm not very deep, I think. Like, I'm very practical. I like practical advice. So what I would say, which is what I always say, is use your social media. As an artist, put your work out there. I don't want to hear from an artist, like a designer, for instance, who's like, show my jersey, I want to design your clothes. Then I click on their Instagram, and there's not a single clothing that they've designed there. Like, what is wrong? Like you know what sure, I mean? Sure, you use sure. that. I don't want to hear from a person that's like, "Yo, I'm a rapper." You click on their page. There's not a single rap that they've done. Mm. No, because what's the point? Like, so what must I do now? I must now email you. Please send it to me. Blah blah. No, make yourself as visible as possible. That's where everybody found me on Instagram. Sure. Okay, Malumko Cat, PSDJ's DJs, Maporisa, is Tembi, So even sure, my acting sure, gig. Sure. Like yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. really, you know, it's it's it's. It's like that Like If You know Why would you hide yourself It would take one click Right For me to be like I click on Someone's like Oh I want to style you I click on their page There's not a single thing There <laughs> I, I immediately forget about you Sure Showcase your work We have that opportunity That no other generation Ever ever had mm-hmm. That we can like Literally market ourselves Use it
0: So you'll be playing at um, Basha festival Yes On the 28th Yes well, What? What can we expect from there
2: <laughs> I'll be doing the most. I think what people already know from me right now is that um we bring the maximum energy to any performance that we do mm-hmm. and I like right now, what I'm really enjoying is because like I have been working on my album, so what I'm really enjoying is giving people tasters of some of what's in there oh okay. and so far it's been. Insane So <laughs> I'm really looking forward To giving people Some new stuff And then Giving them a little bit Of what they know and love
0: mm-hmm. And you you dropped um, Merchandise as well How do, how do people Buy that Because I'm, I'm interested don't. In getting a tea as well They're
2: late <laughs> Oh really? I dropped it and said It's limited edition So <laughs> it's done And like I like that So I only printed 150 Of the Shoma Like the hair salon Poster T-shirt yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I said it's limited edition And stuff And so the whole point of it is that you know that's printed in 2018 so you know and and like i print them really really good quality sure and the limited edition t-shirts will be expensive so forget about it if you're looking for like the cheaper one right it is expensive <coughs> because sure, sure. it will last so like 10 years from now i'll be able to be like oh those are the guys who are already like vibing with me in 2018 exactly and you'll be okay. able to say ah, i had this t-shirt i bought from yeah, but I,
0: so with, with with the collection being done now i'm sure yeah. i can get one of the first ones that you ever printed for you, the next that run you, That you didn't put out No, from from the ones that you No, those are finished
2: Really? <laughs> those are done <laughs> There's even people that Still waiting for t-shirts Now Those are finished So when,
0: when is, is the next round Going to be then? The
2: next one's not going to be For you really I think the next round I'm making for children Children's <sighs> t-shirts Because they love me They love me more than you guys Sometimes <laughs> I have strippers Coming to me and being like You know, at a strip club And being like My daughter loves you I'm like, wow, not you? <laughs> what the hell? So, oh, yeah. yeah, I need to do it for the kids.
0: Okay. And so how do, how do people get a hold of you then?
2: At, uh, at Shoma Josie, everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, at Shoma Josie. It's S-H-O-M-A-D-J-O-Z-I.
0: Boom. Okay. Website's coming soon.
2: Loading. <laughs> <laughs> I only advertise my website when I'm selling T-shirts or whatever I'm selling on it. Okay. At the moment, I'm not, but you can still check it out. Shomajosi.com.
0: Okay. So I, I, I guess you've owned the voice. You've taken the voice back from the colonialists and you, you're <laughs> I'm running working with it, on yeah? it. <laughs> I'm working on it. It's a, it's a process. Yeah. Well, well, we'll look at you and I guess we'll, we'll draw inspiration from you. I mean, Faga just made Donatella play Gorm. Amazing. At, 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 in Milan. Man. <laughs> They're like, so iconic. I love them. You know?
2: <laughs>
0: well, thank you so much, uh, for coming through and, yes. and, and hanging with us. We know we have, a uh, very hectic schedule and mm-hmm. so much to do, but you took the time out. Thank really, you and big shout really, out to really, the listeners. Really appreciate it. Nice, awesome. Um, so that was Showma Josie. Follow the conversation on at Cliff Central, um Com and at simply bongani across all social media platforms. It was at Shoma Josie uh, with Bongani Dao for the youth leadership platform for this week's show. It is good day and God bless signing out. This is CliffCentral